We're excited because this week we have some new content for you. Each month, Ron Brown shares a devotional with his leadership team, and we have that for you this month. His devotion is called The Measure of True Strength, based on 2 Corinthians 12.10. Today I want to encourage us with a word uh, from the Lord. Um, from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. Uh, I think we're familiar with verse number 9 where the Apostle Paul made that great declaration about uh, the grace of God um, and how uh, God's grace is sufficient for us. But I want to talk a little bit about verse number 10 that follows. And if, if there's a title to I don't usually give titles to these things, but if there was one, I think I'd call it the measure of true strength. And uh, as I was meditating, that just kind of came to me, um, uh, the measure of true strength. 2 Corinthians 12.10 says, Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Um, The Apostle Paul had stepped fully into the supernatural flow of God's kingdom in and through his life. He was able to interpret uh, the truth of his natural circumstances, which he was describing here uh, in stark detail. Uh, he, He was able to interpret those things through the leadership of the Holy Spirit so he could follow God fully and he could peacefully persevere. Is anybody persevering today? Amen. We're all persevering. Amen. Uh, He was able to maintain a humble heart as God was using him so powerfully to lay the foundation for the church. Uh, And we see this through his writings. And when the Apostle Paul was writing these letters to the churches, I don't believe he was sitting around thinking, I'm writing the Bible uh, for everybody to read after I'm gone. But he was leaning into the moment that he was living in, in faith, to encourage the brothers and sisters in these writings. And we know the rest of the story that that this is the inspired word of God that we live by. We must remember as believers, as those who are serving God and leading and serving in God's ministry, that we never stop running the race and we never stop fighting the fight of faith. You never stop running the race. And you never stop fighting the good fight of faith. We're weak in ourselves, but when we're connected to the person of Christ, we can overcome evil, we can do good, and we can live in hope, and we can live in courage. By grace, Paul was able to do all of these things through the power of the indwelling Christ. In John chapter 15, verse 5, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Abide or remain in me and I in you, and you will bear much fruit. And apart from me, you can do nothing. But with him, we can do all things. Can somebody say amen? Amen. The ground and foundation of Paul's um, pleasure, when he said, I take pleasure in infirmities. Now that word pleasure doesn't mean he was just jumping up and down so excited to be having infirmities and weaknesses, but it literally means to be well content. When he said, I take pleasure, he said, I'm well content in the state that I am. When he said, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches, in needs and persecutions, he says, I'm well content. Why was he well content? Because the ground and the foundation of Paul's pleasure or contentment was that God was with him. Amen. Amen. 
uh, and that he had complete access to all that the Father had promised. In John 16, verses 7 and 13, it says, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples, and he's speaking to us today. I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. However, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. And the apostle Paul had found contentment, or the word that is in the translation we use, or pleasure in knowing that God was with him and the Holy Spirit was leading him into all truth through all of the circumstances of his life that were unfolding before him. To dwell in and to live in the strength uh, that 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 God has for us, we have to make sure that we're living for Christ's sake. (laughs) Because he said, I do these things for the sake of Christ. What does it mean for the sake of Christ? He says, for Christ's sake, for when I am weak, I am strong. In other words, I can live a very powerful existence when I'm doing Christ's work. And, and so the persecutions and the infirmities and the reproaches and the distresses and the difficulties came because Paul was doing the will of God. He wasn't doing his own thing. He was doing the will of God and he gave himself fully to the sake of Christ or to the cause of the gospel. As a result, he was able to walk in this divine strength. So if we're going to walk in this divine strength, we must make sure that what we're doing is for Christ's sake. When it's for Christ's sake, there are no personal hidden agendas. When it's for Christ's sake, there's no selfish ambition or pride of achievement. When it's for Christ's sake, it's not for the praise of men. Um, uh, We have to guard the attitudes of our heart when we're doing things for the sake of Christ. Um, We have to look for, don't look for ways to promote yourself, but look for ways to promote others and to allow God to use you as a conduit of his blessing. For God's agenda must remain our agenda. Hallelujah. You know, when I think about God's overarching agenda and all of the things that we do for Christ's sake, it is so that others will come to know Christ. That's what we do here at Teen Challenge. That's why we have the Arise Crusades. That's why we're living uh, the, the life that Christ has given to us. Second, Peter says is so that none should perish but all should come to the knowledge of the truth. And so when the Holy Spirit is leading us into all truth, he's leading us into ways that we can bring the revelation of Christ to others. Yeah. And, and so when we're for, for living for Christ's sake, then when we go through difficult times, when there are infirmities, when there are difficulties, when there are persecutions, we are able to be strong and live a powerful existence because it is for Christ's sake and not for our own. You know, I think about Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 after Moses had died and, and, and God appeared to Joshua and he said, Now Joshua, you be courageous and you be strong. Get up and I want you to lead the children of Israel that are over to the, into the promised land that I have already prophesied was theirs. Joshua, and, and God went on to say to Joshua, he said, Now remember everything that Moses taught. In other words, honor the previous generation. I really believe that honor is a gateway to God's favor, his blessing, his power, and his strength to be upon us. In other words, he was telling Joshua, Joshua, honor my servant Moses. Honor the words that he spoke. They are my words. Uh, And when we honor God, we will honor one another. We will honor the people of God. We will honor those who have gone before us. 
And you've heard me talk about honor many times here in our devotions. But it was something that the Lord just brought back to my heart again this past week, that when we maintain a culture of honor, the blessing and the favor of God remains on all that we do and all that we attempt to do for Christ's sake. And so as Joshua honored Moses, as he honored the word of God, uh, it was the gateway that gave him favor to walk in a courage and a strength. So when they went across that Jordan, they were able to, to conquer all that God had for them in Canaan's land. When Joshua got up after God had charged him and told him to lead the children of Israel, and he commanded the officers of the people, he said, now go throughout the camp and command them all to prepare provisions. Get ready to persevere. Get ready to fight. Let's take possession of what God has for us. What are our provisions that we take with us? If we're going to prepare provisions for the success that God has for us, we have to know what we need to prepare. We must prepare ourselves with the word of God. We must continue not just to tell people to read the Bible, but to read the Bible ourselves. And we have to be prepared uh, and, and have the provision of God's word in us, prayer, worship. All of those spiritual disciplines are not just for those that we teach and we lead, but it's also the things that we're supposed to be living out. And when we do that, then we are able to step into the promises of God. We're able to step into the, uh, the will of God. We're able to step into the purposes of God. And we're able to fulfill what God has called us to do. And so as the people prepared their provisions, as they got ready to fight, got ready to persevere, uh, they stepped in and they began to take possession of the land of promise that God had for them. So this word today about the measure of truth strength, the measure of truth, of truth strength is found in us recognizing that it is a relationship with Jesus Christ, not just biblical principles that we choose to deploy or employ, but Paul had learned that the secret was abiding in Christ. And Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, uh, then you will be able to bear fruit for me that will remain. And so it's the relationship with Christ that we have to continually cultivate because, as I mentioned earlier, the battle continues, the race continues. And if we're going to finish well, and if we're going to conquer in all the battles like Joshua did through the conquest of Canaan, then we must abide and dwell in the presence of God and recognize that it's that indwelling presence of the, of the Spirit of Christ in us that gives us the ability to endure distresses and bad news and all those kind of things that the Apostle Paul was contending with. Uh, and, and, and so we will have access fully to the grace of God, which is his power, his favor, his ability, and his strength to fulfill his greatest purposes in the earth. So I look forward to seeing how God will continue to reveal himself to us as we stay close to Jesus. That we're not just cherry picking the Bible for principles, but Paul understood it was an abiding relationship with Jesus Christ himself. So he was like, okay, put me in prison. I'm still going to write about freedom. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, whip me with chains. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm still going to declare that God is good. And he continued to receive the revelation of Christ because he was 
dwelling with him. He was praying. He was seeking. He was talking to him day by day by day. And he was receiving this infusion of strength, this infusion of courage, this infusion of power that came from a living relationship with Jesus. So I encourage all of us as leaders, as servant leaders in the kingdom of God, stay close to Jesus. So that when the difficulties do come, when there are distresses, when there are things that happen, we are able to stand and after having done all, keep on standing. So the measure of truth strength is the measure of your relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you haven't already, subscribe today on your mobile device to get exclusive new content from Teen Challenge of Southern California. For more information, visit us on the web at teenchallenge.org.